So, Fat Man? <laughs> so, Canadian Sleazy? <laughs> hey, man, I, Sleazy was here at the start of this episode. Oh, I know, right? I have no <laughs> clue where the hell Sleazy is. I mean, I see him, but I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know what happened there either. Um, <clears throat> but cool, we're live. Well, I'll finish the opening part of the segment since it's sleazy sleazy. We are going to talk about Impact's Victory Road with a surprising scorecard twist. <laughs> and and you, I guess you can find all that on the wrestling show. Welcome everyone, this is Sleazy. This is the Fat Man. Welcome everyone to another wonderful episode. I mean, we've been off the air technically for almost two weeks. Last week we did, obviously, our, our recording of All Out. Uh, but tonight, we're not talking about AEW. We ain't talking we're about not... practice. <laughs> What's that? Practice. We talking about practice. We talking we about practice. We ain't talking about WWE. We sure as hell ain't talking about Ring of Honor. We are tonight talking about Impact Victory Road. But first, I must introduce the gentleman that is King Impact. Ryan Williams is here with us tonight. Hi, all So, nice. before we even get into it, I'm just getting this out of the way because it pisses me off. So the scorecard, for the first time ever, we've had a co-winner. So Sleazy and Deep finished with 89 points, I want to say. It was 89 points. And then I finished six points behind them. So like it's the first time we've ever had a tie. It is uh, you and Deets are still with nine victories apiece, but Deets is still ahead of you in third because he's a Grand Slam piece of shit champion. What am I missing for Grand Slam? Uh, New Japan. New Japan and Remar. Okay. For as many time, but like I said, for as many New Japan shows, uh, that's all Fat Man's winning if he ever jumps back in with us. Or that's all Fat Man's missing for his Grand Slam. Like I said, Wrestle Kingdom. I'll do Wrestle Kingdom, win it, and then never do it again. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'll be so pissed. <laughs> you should only do New Japan shows now just till you get the Grand Slam. Not watch them, just do them. And yeah, then... just do, yeah. I mean, I'm doing indie shows that I never watched. They're so, just the fun because you look at the names, you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Who yeah, is I, you, this guy? Maybe I see one name I recognize. Maybe. And most of the time, I don't recognize any of them. Maybe it's like Kazerni. It's like, where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> Sin Bodai back in the main event in Las Vegas. But, um, so yeah, Victory Road, we're talking impact tonight because. There's a couple of impact marks on here, but I I watched the show too. Uh-huh. I hashtag watched the product. I actually watched not just that, but also Impact 1000, which I'm not even sure everyone here watched. Well, you watched half of Impact 1000. Yeah, fair, fair. So I did not watch it. I plan on watching it tomorrow. Um, 
I've been running around like chicken with my head cut off, so I will watch it tomorrow. But I did read what happened, but I plan on watching it tomorrow. Well, it was a big taping, two weeks tapings. And last week's episode was they told everybody there's going to be an overrun. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited no matter what because next week is the, you know, my a thousand quite, and one. Well, yeah, true, but I mean just just the the card. I Hashtag Gail Kim. Yeah. Gail Kim, awesome Kong, happiness. Just just happiness. That's all I've got to say. Ooh, cheerleader Melissa was there. Well, Reisha, yeah, she was. Risa Shaheed, but yeah. How do you, how do you be more uh, Asian or Middle Eastern? You roll your R's. I was gonna say fuck sleazy, but uh, I guess that's also I true. <laughs> yeah. So are we getting on the road with this? Yes. Uh, do we have? Uh, I assume we don't have Meltzer because Meltzer doesn't watch Impact. I have uh, Christian Thompson from GJ Wrestling, as always. Oh, okay. The only other one other than the three of us that watches Impact. (laughs) Um, Wait, do we have more fans than Impact? Oh, we might. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I. Good, fuck them idiots. Leave Impact for us. I did watch the pre-show. I can't remember what was on the pre-show. I honestly, I accidentally watched the pre-show. Okay. Jake Duncan, Rich Swan, and Sammy Callahan defeated That's Jerry right. Dango and the design. Four minutes and 48 seconds. Alan Angels, and I caught this part because I was watching this. Alan Angels defeated uh, Guido Mariano, or however the fuck you pronounce it. Little Guido. Little Guido. Five minutes and 26 seconds. And ABC defeated the most professional wrestling gods, which I love their fucking tag name, by the way, of uh, Brian Myers and Moose. iPhone. Thank you. And that match went eight minutes and 49 seconds. A question um, for for everyone here, uh, especially because Chip's not here. Doesn't Alan Angels look like Chip if he had more of a meth addict? More? You mean Alan 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 Angels Angels was more than a meth addict? Right. Um... I didn't realize Tank Abbott was a meth addict. Right? Now you're I'm not getting no you're laughs not, today already. Not a meth addict. Not at all. <laughs> oh, is Chip now the man of a thousand myths? Yeah. I, I think that works. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Every week that he's not on, I'm going to make a random, ridiculous... Uh, thing about him and then bring it up next week when he comes on the show and have no context. So, okay. So we, 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 we got to get this straight here. Now, do we have to bring up everything or just a week before? Just a week before. It'd be impressive if we could bring up everything. I think we should bring up everything. I'll try. You should be like the man of a thousand mess, the, the tank average, just everything right in the, right in the cold. Just keep not, going. You will it's not like know. Yep. Just, Ladies and gentlemen, the man of a thousand masks, Mr. Tank Abbott, a three MB's lost long partner. Just, you know, just, just keep going. This could be a long intro for everyone. Show opened up with the X Division Championship. Sleazy's favorite wrestler, Leo Rush, defends against Kushida. Ten minutes and nine seconds. Christian Thompson gave this three stars. 
Sleazy, you love Asians and Leo Rush. I think half of that statement is incorrect. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> That's right. He loves Leo Rush. He loves Sorry. To death. To death. Oh, if only. Listen, uh, if you watch Night One of Impact 1000, you're quite happy with what happened with Leo Rush. So. I, I, I am. I am. Um, I will get to that later, I'm sure. Um, fuck me. The man's so fucking talented. This match was beautiful. Um, the opening sequence with Leo escaping by going up to the top rope and doing kind of weird, like almost MMA esque, like or not MMA, like jujitsu esque, like moment there. That was really fucking good. They were, I can't believe I'm saying four stars. It was just great. It was a great opener. It was a Absolutely. great fucking opener. And pisses me off so much. What? Because Leo Rush did so well. Yes! Man, fuck you. I do, do, fuck so him! I, I want to get this straight here. You guys bash me on the all-out, or all-in, all-out, whatever the fuck one it was. We'll pick for one. Hating a w, for <laughs> hating AEW being an impact mark. Mm -hmm. This was an okay match for a house show. Wow, you underrated piece of shit. Um, It was a slower-paced match. Than what? I thought it would be. What yes. the fuck are you talking about? Did you not watch the match at all? All it was was Kushida going for the hoverboard lock. That was literally the match. Oh, they so did you a watched the Kushida match before. <laughs> it, <laughs> did, it, it did its job to making Rush look like a shitbag heel because he's a shitbag and he just happens to be playing a heel. So <laughs> I, it did its job. I just thought the match was kind of just there. Wow. Really? Yeah. We're a star and a half away from each other? And you're the yeah. one that don't like Leo Rush. Right. <laughs> it's the Asian bias is what Sleazy says. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was five stars of Kushida one? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think you're fucking nuts. I think it was a great little opener. And I don't know. I guess I'm in the minority. I really do enjoy Leo Rush. I enjoyed uh, him when he was a mouthpiece with Bobby Lashley. I enjoyed his, yeah. uh, I was going to say, X Division run. His Cruiserweight title run in NXT. Like, Leo Rush is good. Leo Rush is what... Enzo Amore should have been black. Yeah, but black. No, black. Just black. No, because <laughs> Leo Rush has the mic skills. Leo Rush has the wrestling skills. Enzo, like how Baron Corbin, WWE had Baron Corbin, then they got Damian Priest, and they went, "We don't need Baron Corbin no more." You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, they, that's how I see the interchangeable between Leo Rush and Enzo Amore outside of one knows their parents. Wow. <laughs> what? what the fuck? <sighs> Yo, dog, I heard you like tag team matches. I do. MK, uh, Knockouts Tag Team Championship, MK Ultra, Defense Against Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans, 8 minutes, 12 seconds. Christian Thompson gave this an okay match for a house show. Ryan. I was on the fence about Killer Kelly and Master Slamovich when they, they started teaming up beforehand and, like, they had their matches against each other because I was like, okay, like, I like them both separately. But they've come to grow on me. Uh, I thought that there was going to be a title change. Now, that was during the taping when I saw what match had happened. But I'm glad MK Ultra kept the belts here because I think they're going to do some good... Some good vibes is going to come to the Knockouts Tag Team Division because there's the women there. 
And that's a lot of things that a lot of people that don't watch Impact. There is a great fucking women's roster in Impact. Mm-hmm. More people sleep on Impact, and we say it all the time because we're fucking Impact marks, but you're sleeping on Impact if you're not watching. I had, I was talking to my buddy Shannon there a little while ago. He misses the old Impact, and he doesn't really know about the new Impact. It was like, you got to start watching. You're going to see good matches. You're going to see storylines. These are people. It's like a ma- land of misfit toys if the misfit toys are from Macy. You know what I mean? They're a bit more yeah. powerful. They don't need to go as many gimmicks as what ECW. Yeah, and and I think you're here's here's the reality of this, and we've we've talked about this multiple times on the show, is that Impact is the worst kept secret in professional wrestling right now, or the best kept secret in professional wrestling right now. It's it's got everything to run on all cylinders. The only problem is that it doesn't have enough of a. a an outlet really correct which, which is unfortunate well talk talk about the match i got it uh so fun fact, re- okay hold on Slazy, you're the woman's wrestling enthusiast thank you uh so fun fact uh giselle shaw is uh filipino and she was actually <clears throat> born an hour away from my wife I thought that was cool. And she actually grew up in Toledo City and Cebu in the Philippines. So I thought that was a really cool fact. That is the biggest, coolest thing I can tell about the match. The match was not great. Um, I gave it a star and a half. Um, I felt like the the babyface and peril spots were just tired. Um, Masha is is decent. Um in the ring, there's a lot of good talent here that's brewing. Like Giselle's still, she, she's she's only seven eight years in the ring, trained by Lance Storm, but you'd never know it with some of the stuff that she does. Um, I'm glad. Uh, interesting. Yeah, um, she's transitioned longer than she's been training in the ring. Yeah, which is which is very interesting if you think about it. Um, but I think that uh, I, I want to see where they go with the division as a whole because, uh, and I'm going to bring it up later, is that Masha and Killer Kelly is more of an archetype in the division <clears throat> than there used to be. And it's, it's kind of a, it, the, the 10 women tag match is a great example to that statement. You know, so there's a little bit of a difference of what's coming up here. So I'll be interested to see where they start pairing off again with different people, with different women inside the Impact roster, especially in the tag division here. So, but yeah. Nine words in my notes. It was an okay match for a house show. Fucking dickhead. I mean... It was there. You overrating piece of shit. Man, okay, so I brought it up just because I was curious. Listen to the roster for the Knockouts Division. Alicia Edwards, Deanna Praza, Giselle Shaw, Jessica, Jody Threat, Jordan Grace, Killer Kelly, Colleen King, Master Slamovich, Mickey James, Rosemary, also as Courtney Rush, Savannah Evans, Tasha Steeles, Taylor Wall, Trinity, and Sue Young is injured. That's a fucking stacked little roster. It is. It is. It really is. Crazy Steve versus Black Taurus. No. Taurus. No. Taurus. No. 
Your face. Crazy Steve versus Son of Mantar. Son of Mantar. Crazy Steve versus Sleazy? Nine yeah, minutes I, and four I, seconds. Uh, Christian Thompson, he gave it three stars for the third oh, match in a row. Holy fuck, dude. It was an okay match for a house show. Were you bitter um, when you watched this or something? like? So it just – it did his job to further the Crazy Steve storyline, which I absolutely love. I love it. Great character work from him. The match, to me, was just there. It was there. And to do its job, it did its job. <laughs> I love how you're like every match on this card did his job. Did his, it did his job. Both do. Meh. Didn't say meh. It was an okay match. It wasn't meh. Okay is better than meh. What's meh? Two stars. Meh. Four stars, bro. Come on. Two, four stars. No, that's two, my four. meh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sleazy, so go ahead. Oh, shit. I got right to your story. Um, actually, I agree with you. Uh, two and a half stars. <laughs> Okay, match for a house show. I thought the finish was dumb. You know, come on. Oh, you're going to oh, fight oh, 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 the dumb finish that Ryan hates when I say uh, it. I, I, I absolutely hate it. At least give me some context to it instead of just saying it's dumb. Okay, we're going to fight over a fork and then. Okay, well, fuck that fork. You know, we're, we're just going to take the DDT and call it a day. It's like they had to rush through the, the last two minutes of the match. Maybe that would. Maybe that's what happened, but. It just felt kind of like, eh. I, I wasn't a fan of it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of minor cool spots. The uh, backbreaker from the torture rack thing was fucking great. But to do that and then immediately basically do the whole no cell thing right afterwards. Oh, I've, I've been killed. Oh, please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> and then he walks off and then, yeah, yeah, I'm fine after that fucking gross-ass backbreaker. Crazy you know, just... Steve and Afri- African-American Bull had a good little match. I don't know why you're... <laughs> you just wanted to get that in, and I, I love to. you for yeah, it. Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I had conversations with my black box screenshot sent to me, okay? <laughs> you know. And, like, I, don't, I think it's made it worse for me because, like, he's dropped some doozies on me, too, and I'm just like, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Career versus Tuttle for the Digital Media Championship. Kenny King defends against Tommy Dreamer. 12 minutes, 14 seconds. Christian Thompson gave this two stars. Ryan. Ron Kid Dog. Absolutely Ron Kid Dog. Kenny King was doing great with that belt. I like Kenny King too. Uh, I watched this match. I'm, I'm, uh, I've known Tommy Dreamer for a few years now, and I've had the pleasure of sharing locker rooms with this man. He's always good. I was very helpful, like easy to approach, watching the stuff. But that was like fucking 10 years ago. And he was slow then. And it was just methodical of a style, you'd call it, working smart. <coughs> He's still working smart now, but it's clear that his days are limited. They're coming. They're really, really coming. Unless he wants to do the Terry Funk thing, which it's highly possible he'll wrestle like Terry Funk. But like, Dreamer's best days are well behind him now. And it showed in this match for me. But the nostalgia of it was cool. But Cool tights, cool shirt. Little shout out. There's your thing to funk. He probably should lose that belt back to Kenny King right away. Don't hold it for very long. But that's just my opinion. This match was way better than I thought it would be. 
Uh, 2.17 stars. No, I gave it three stars. Like, I thought it was a good match. So um, you thought this match was better than the other three matches yep. up to this point. Okay. Yep. Wow. I just, I just wanted, I to, I wanted yep. to make that clear for our multitude of fan yep. that's listening out there now. Mm-hmm. That he's rating this match, Dreamer versus Kenny King, higher than the Best match, match that happened on September 8th between 8.30 and 8.37. I don't know what time it was down the States for you. No, I, I, I agree with Ryan. The wrong kid died. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not expecting it. It was in his, quote, hometown. It was family was there. Blah, blah. I, this was made for him to lose. And they got to swerve him, brah. So I, I don't know, but I was entertained by this match way. I thought it was way better than I expected it to be. So, all right, Sleazy, go ahead and shit on it. I mean, don't fucking listen to him just because he said shit on it. Okay. So here, here's the thing. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to, so I had live notes. I had, because I am, I've gotten used to doing live notes now for some strange reason. Funk tribute, nice. God, Dreamer looks fucking gassed. Missed the figure four roll-up spot. Holy shit, dude. Um, Having Heath Heath help him win worked with the story, but my God, maybe Kenny should have shoot-rolled him up instead. No, well, that's not the first time Kenny's Eric Heath's after trying to screw over Kenny King. That's true. That's true. It makes sense with the story, but maybe Kenny should have just, you know, went into business for himself and just shoot-rolled him up instead. Um, wow. uh, I, I'm telling you th- this match was, I'm not saying it wasn't bad, but it was, I think you hit the nail. What you're saying. You, Slow. You, you hit the nail right on the head. He he's 57 years old at this point, you know, let him, let him go out on his own terms, I guess. But God damn, does he need another <laughs> title run before he does it? Okay. Whatever. No, boss. So. Okay, match for a house show. Speaking okay. of which, before you continue, because you said about Dreamer's age, I saw a picture on Facebook. The Rock's age currently is 51 years old, mm-hmm. right? To compare that to other wrestlers, the tweet was, The Rock's the same age now that A, Bruno Sammartino was when he came back to help his son David. Same age Hulk Hogan was when he was Mr. America. Same age Ric Flair was when he was pretending to have a heart attack in WCW. (laughs) Same age HBK was for his Saudi Arabia match. And the same age Harley Race was when he was managing Vader. Rock is probably at 51. The whole point is Rock at 51 could probably still outwork all of those guys at 51. And looks like a fucking million bucks. On the other side of that, <laughs> I will show this. Oh, oh God. Earthquake. Right there. That picture right there was taken in 1991, I think it was. 93. Well, or 93, was, excuse me. Well, wait, is he face or heel? Definitely. Uh, a, he's got to be a face there because he's, he's face against Yoko. Yoko. So, 93. How old was Earthquake? 25. In 19... Yeah, well, he's 27. Oh. 
I guess. But look at him. God damn it. He looks older than The Rock does now. You know? But yeah, it's like. Well, uh, I suppose he's in the ground how long? Wow. He's, he's been, well, true, fair. Um, he, he died, what, two years after my father did? I'm not sure. The same, same cancer. Um, it just left the one body and went to the other, did it? It might have, yeah. <laughs> like particles? 2006, so it was six years after my father. Um, That's some hard-to-duty cancer the last six years in the earth like that. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the, the point, the point being is that you're never sure whose age is what, especially on the WWE roster. You take a look at some of the guys on the WWE roster, like LA Knight's what? 39. You're coming up from 40. Oscar's, uh, 42. You had to get that in, didn't you? Um, (laughs) no, just, just the people that I'm thinking Um, are over 40 on the roster right now. AJ Styles. AJ Styles is a big one, you know. Okay. It's crazy because you used, you know, 20 years ago, if you were over 30, you were done. You were absolutely done. So. Huh. Tommy Dreamer is 57, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next two competitors age is less than Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. Combined. Combined. Yeah. Deanna Perrazzo versus Jordan Grace. 11 minutes and 48 seconds. Christian Thompson gave us four stars. Slazy the woman's wrestling enthusiast. I have a new phrase. You know the old uh, phrase that Biggie coined? Big meaty men slapping meat. Big taco women slapping tacos? Two badass bitches slapping boobies. Um, I like the taco one better. I think I, I, I was working with the alliteration. I, I, I thought the, the, the alliteration. Two titillizing tacos tainting taints. <laughs> I think it goes too far. Um, totally. Uh, what else is new? <laughs> Love this match. Fucking. Mwah. Um, four and a quarter. I thought it was really well done. Um, it was a great way to bring, uh, Jordan Grace back. Um, and kind We're of finally vanqu- getting her win back. Yeah. Vanquishing the, 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 the demon, so to speak, uh, of not being able to, to beat Perrazzo. Um, it wasn't for a title, so they could do it without a problem. Um, and yeah, just fucking beautiful. And this, this once again, kind of goes to my, back to my theory originally is that you're seeing the, the knockouts division be more of a, I don't want to say hard hitting, but like definitely a more beefier, aggressive type of, uh, wrestler in the division. You know, you're not seeing, Angelina Love and Velvet Sky in there as much. Fuck, well, Alicia, they just have an OnlyFans already. Right? Um, or, like, Alicia Edwards. You know, you have, like, that scrappy underdog who's now a heel. Alicia person. Edwards is not a scrappy underdog. Watch she was when she product. started. She is a cunt. Provide, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan! You fuck! I don't care. That was the perfect description for her. Um... Tell me I'm wrong. You're Just wrong. Because we're going to beep out the word, that's fine. I understand that you're mad at that. But I'm not wrong with the description of uh, this ant. I, I, wow. <laughs> the point being is that the the division's kind of skewing towards more muscular women, which makes some of these matches 
be more hard hitting because of it. And it's a different style than what you're used to in most other divisions. You know, a lot of times you're seeing a lot of these matches be pretty similar in, in like most of them are cruiserweights versus cruiserweights. Every once in a while, you'll see, you know, a Nia Jax esque type person. I know I had to bring that up, but whatever. But now you're seeing more and more of like bruisers, brawlers type of, uh, people getting involved in the impact side of things. And I, I'm excited to see where the division goes from there because of it. So. Um, four stars, great matches expected. Jordan Grace got her win back. And this was as, this was as predictable as the Bucks beating the bears today. Ryan. Jo- Jordan Grace looked like she got some size on the same, but everything else is right. The right kid died. She finally got a win back, which is great. Anything goes. Bully Ray versus PCO. Nine minutes, 46 seconds. Christian Thompson gave this three stars. <sighs> it was just a ton of table spots that were the same, and the table that broke at the end is not their fault. It, it, it happened. They had to try to go through it. Um, the Mike Sanders. It was above average. I just I hate star rating, like quarter star ratings and shit like that. But I just pop for it because it's the Mike Sanders. <laughs> like, Mike I, Sanders. I do. That's why I tried to make the Mike Sanders three. So I liked it more. But I get why it's two point seven five. It's the only point that I agree with, only because it's called the Mike Sanders. Yeah, uh, Ryan. PCO will never die, and I don't know why they keep trying to kill. Him. It's like Kenny from South Park, and it's just getting more and more entertaining when people try to do it. Bully Ray trying to kill him this entire pay-per-view again, thinking it was going to work after setting him on fire and continuously not working, made it for me. Because, like, I get the WWE be a star or whatever the fuck they're calling it now, and that's why Bully Ray, more or less, Bully Ray is not in WWE, the Bully Ray character, because of that shit. Because, like... Bully Ray's so good. Bubba Ray was good. Bully Ray's so fucking good on his own. And, like, him trying to leave. And, like, Santino and all the security are standing up to be like, Nene, hey, sir, you're getting your shit kicking here today. And then here comes PCO. I think the career career resurgence, or however the fuck that sounds better in America. That's the word. That it's gone so well, and it can all be traced back to the Ring of Honor title that he won. Mm-hmm. He went with Villain Enterprises and was doing that little slow upswing, and then he won the Ring of Honor fucking title. And it was like, where the fuck did this guy come from? Because yeah. then the connection with the Ring of O would honor no more when they got in there. Uh, yeah, PCO can do an around to me, man. Fucking go. He's going to die in the ring. I would love to see PCO versus Darby Allen. Oh. Who dies first? Darby, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Darby dies because Darby can die. PCO can. Yeah, I mean, okay. So, first first line in my notes. PCO wrestles like he wants to be forced into retirement by a death. Um, so, um, normal hardcore match, normal PCO spots, a lot of table spots. Bully Ray went to 3D Academy for putting tables in the ring. Um, he... I'll give that a little... I'll give that a golf play. Thank you. I will um, not, because I'm a dick. Intentional... Uh, of him rolling after getting Cobra was unintentionally funny, I think. 
If it was meant to be funny, great. But I'm not sure if it was meant to be funny. Um, how do you pin a guy on top of a ladder? Yes, I just did a question mark. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, how His do you shoulders uh, around the ladder? I was waiting. I was, I was trying to justify it in my head. His shoulders around the ladder. Big Show pinned the guy for the hardcore title against a wall. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you're okay. pinning him to the a a, a ladder won the heavy ma- iron metal weight championship. Uh, first of all, multiple times <laughs> a crowd won it and then get lost it in the same show within five minutes. So, like, okay, it's professional wrestler that man yeah, strolls around the ladder. That, fair, okay. Uh, PCO jacking off Bully Ray with a grater was absolutely hilarious. Um, I am the table. And of course, because it was the finish, they had to improvise another finish. Um, you're you're right; shit happens. Um, maybe if they pulled out the table a little bit more when PCO did the sentence, it might have broke. But whatever. Um, I would. So if I look at the match on its own, the actual match, it was two stars. But I liked how they built it up up to this point. So the actual entire thing, I give three stars, okay? Because I do love the the fire spots. I did love the other the bits and pieces that happened during the the the, the in betweens of the other matches. Yo, dog, I heard you like tag team matches. I love them so fucking much. The psychology is so good when the tag match is on. It's on, even when it's bad. There's still a good psychology. It's like sex. Impact Tag Team Championship, the Rascals defend against Motor City Machine Guns. 13 minutes and 51 seconds. Christian Thompson gave us three and a half. Ryan! Every time coming up until this point of the match, I remember thinking, Strange Alex Shelley isn't defending the world title tonight. And then we like the tag titles. I was like, all right, that's why. But it's shocking that more than once I was like, Strange Alex Shelley's not defending the world title tonight. It happened during this match. I was just like, man, he's in a tag match for the tag. It's a world champion. Like, hmm. I went hmm too because I was 95% sure he was going to turn on Saban. No, no. Well, spoilers, like I felt- spoilers abound. And since this episode comes out after the second part of the, the Impact 1000, the two shots, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Saban wins the X Division title. Yep. And it's option C season. Where do yep. you think it's going? Yeah. That's why the heel turn didn't happen. Hindsight being 50-50, that's why they, I would assume, didn't pull the trigger on the heel turn here. Okay. Because yeah. next night, saving winning it. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I was, that's why I thought he was in this match. I was just like, or now we know to put him on the card. <laughs> so, um, Oh shit! What are we doing with our world champ? Uh, them, them stoner kids. One of them that likes Hitler. They're at nothing. Give them them. Wow. I mean, uh, you're not wrong. You're not. Um, <laughs> I love how you laughed that out. Then you were like <laughs> three and a quarter. Um, good match, but I call it disappointing. I, I thought this would, they could have had a better match. Um, that's just me. They still again did his job. There was no way Jay Briscoe was losing the ROH World Titles. There's no way Alex Shelley was going to get pinned in this match. Um, Saban taking the loss again doesn't hurt him. So, and the Rascals Especially are the Rascals. The next night. 
and the rascals are the rascals. So, yeah, it was a good match. Did you and I watch the same show? I'm just wondering. I don't think so about the star rating differences. Four and a half. I love this. What the fuck was it missing? Well, I will tell you exactly what it was missing. Everything was so crisp, beautiful. It's the legendary Motor City Machine Guns versus a great tag team that loves Hitler. Um, in the Rascals. Well, one of them loves Hitler. Well, one of them does, yes. The other one's kind of black, so like I don't think he liked Hitler. My literally only complaint about the match was they used the they did the whole I'm going to bring the tel- title belt in to play twice. Um it's bad enough that it happened once. It happened twice during the match, and the finish didn't even involve it. It ended up being a, a spray can shot instead. Um, but four and a half. Here's my other complaint. Why wasn't this the main event? Watch the product? No, absolutely not. 100%. This should have main evented. And the only reason why it didn't, the only reason why it didn't is because the Rascals won. They wanted to send the crowd home happy. This they would have absolute... had Tommy Dreamer main event of them. That would have worked too. Yeah, you're wrong on that. They could have had Trinity the match main event. Mm-hmm. That was terrible. But this is what I mean. Like, if that's your reasoning behind it, there's a bunch of faces that won that could have been a main event. Right, but this was the best match on the card. This had the most from a absolute title perspective this should have made event it's the top tag team versus your world champion and a legendary tag team i agree with that description of why you think it should have made event i give validation to that yeah i'm saying fair. that it's the reason why it didn't main event was because the heels won and they wanted to send the crowd home happy so they chose a different match to to main event instead that's why that's why i'm bringing that part up if the heel turn like Fat Man thinks would have happened happens, then it's also tag, made a betting. Yeah, yeah. The, then the then definitely the tag match should have made a better. That's I will agree with that part. If the heel turn happened, but yeah, the women's ma- the women's match should have made a better. They've had a decent amount of story. Mm-hmm. I understand why Josh Alexander and Steve Macklin made a better because it was your world title match six months ago. Knockouts Championship, Trinity defends against Alicia Edwards. Eight minutes and 58 seconds. Christian Thompson gave this three stars. Sleazy, you're the woman's wrestling enthusiast. Okay, match for Hasho. I really have nothing to say with it. It was just, it was there. I can't read it, but... White piece of paper with lines on it. Oh, yes. Okay, match for a house show. Literally is my only notes. No, there you go. <laughs> so at least I, we agree on something today. I said a couple episodes ago that uh, Trinity coming to Impact was going to be good for him. We read out the roster earlier. The roster is great. Uh, I didn't expect as good of a match out of Alicia as what this was to me, it seemed anyways. So I think this is going to be beneficial for all the Impact roster that I think they're going to get good matches out of Trinity and Trinity's going to get good matches out of them. Uh, obviously, she wasn't beating her for the fucking title. Jordan Grace, Deanna Peraza, one of them are taking that belt off of uh, mm-hmm. Trinity before Trinity yeah. goes back to WWE. But yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this match more than I thought it was going to. The real main event. The match that should have ended. 
Oh, Which did? Not, do, do you even want to talk about the match? Are you just going to leave it at it's okay for? Yeah, he already said it. I started with him. I literally said the same thing, so I can't say much. Josh Alexander versus Steve Macklin, eighteen minutes forty-five seconds. Christian Thompson gave this four and a quarter. Sleazy. I want to start with you. With me? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. King of the four star match, Josh Alexander. First off, thank you. My bad. I'm sorry. Learn your shit. This match was fucking awesome. Sure. I don't know what he's smoking about saying the tag title match was the best match of the night. It was not. This match was awesome. Great ring psychology. It felt real. It felt like they were really in a fight. Right kid died. No. I only say right kid died, even though I think Macklin needed the win. I thought they were going with a losing streak with Alexander because he's been losing in tag matches. But I think the right kid died because I think they're going to try to push him to a, another world title um, run. Uh, Ryan, you're uh, going to uh, ask me what it's missing, right? Really? What is it missing? Nothing. Five stars. <laughs> this, it was not, I'm going to pull like what Sleazy did with MJF and M. Cole. It maybe not been your typical five-star match, but the psychology was there. The story was there. It felt real. This match was awesome. Absolutely. I enjoyed this match thoroughly. 100%. Absolute great fucking match. Great way to end the show. I did not like, because they were definitely crunching for time. They're like, one, two, three. Josh Alexander wins. Yay, bye. <laughs> Show goes off the air. Yeah. So couldn't let it really soak in a little bit, but. All right, sleazy. Three and three quarters. <laughs> Isn't that. Okay, hold on. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Never mind. Go ahead. I, I, I have to say three and three quarters because it's Josh Alexander, king of the four star match. Oh, God damn it. Right. That, that's See, this is like Batman's overrating it, and you're underrating it. No, I, I give it. Oh, wait, I, I'm overrating it. You what? Legitimately, it's a four star match. However, I will say this: I don't know what you're talking about that it was not perfection, or that it was perfection because it wasn't. God no. There were multiple times there was missed times in the match. Um, the big one that was most glaring to me was Alexander missing the Iggy to do the Kurt Angle spot. Where he's in the, the where he has the ankle lock in, and Macklin does the roll to send him into the corner, but Alexander doesn't he time it right. It. He, yeah, he, he completely, completely biffs it and goes. And oh, I've well. watched you give five star matches less ratings for shit like that. Yeah, well, I'm telling you that there was other things than that. But oh, that was the I was, most. I was yelling one. at Fat Man for that one. What's that? I said I was yelling at Fat Man. Oh, okay. I well, I, wait, wait, wait. What? Say that again. You're calling this a five-star match with that clear box. Didn't I say it wasn't your typical five-star match? Because I you just watched the rate of five-star match. I uh, did say Josh it was not your Alexander five-star match. That's all. That's really not it. It was mostly you want to look at a master class in story and in, in psychology. This was it. No, don't give me that look. This was it. Alexander that sold that fucking elbow. And it wasn't like he was like, oh, I'm going to sell my elbow and then fucking do a thousand strikes with the elbow. When he hit him, he sold it. When he did an offensive move, he sold it. 
When he did the ankle lock, he sold it. He sold it 100% throughout this whole match. Every move he did, he sold it. It was a master class in selling. Like I said, it felt real. It felt like they were really fucking fighting each other. Yes, the botch does hurt it a little bit. But one botch? It's not one botch, though. There, there were multiple smaller instances of issues in the match. Missed times and whatnot. But that was the biggest one. That's the one I have in my notes. Okay. Ryan. Oh, I love the match. Don't get me wrong. You know me. I'm a big fan of Josh Alexander. I'm a big fan of Steve McMahon. I wouldn't call it a five-star match. It was a really, really fucking good match. But I think we were kind of spoiled over the past couple of weekends where we just saw a lot of really good matches and a few five-star matches. And I don't think this... To me, I don't think this holds up against... Brian Starks. I think it's on the same level, maybe, of Omega and Takeshita, but I didn't think Takeshita Omega was a five star match either. That's a I that's think, another, another thing. really good match. I, I want to bring something else uh, uh, into play here. Fat Man did not rate a single one of those five stars, but he rates this five stars because he's a goddamn mark that doesn't know how to rate matches. Says sure. the guy who overrated everything during AEW. I've got a lot more people that agree with me than you. Doesn't matter. They're all wrong, too. <laughs> like Dave Meltzer! So, so, for instance, if one person calls you an asshole... I am an asshole. Then maybe, maybe you're not... You know, an asshole. Maybe that guy's an asshole. Two people start calling you an asshole. I'm an asshole. Yeah, you might be an asshole. If three people start calling you an asshole, you better start praying. Well, it depends on who's calling me an asshole. Does Dave it? Mel- it? It does, actually. Dave no, Mel- it does me- Yes, it does. If there's enough people there calling you an asshole, guess what? No, it would depend. Because those people may not like me to begin with. I like, know I don't- people said some shit about Michael Jackson that we don't know if it's true or not. Does that mean it's true? No. So... But enough people say it, people kind of get a little bit uh, curious about it. So when Dave Meltzer overrates a match five stars and people get curious about it, it's not my fault. Again, this is all subjective. You started it. Like I I said, this wasn't your typical five-star match. It had its issues. But the the reason I'm giving it five stars is because the psychology. And if – no, I – I get why you're doing it. And it felt real. I felt like they were really fighting. Is that what you want out of a professional wrestling match? Ricky Starks and Daniel Braun, and you wouldn't give that five stars. They were really fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Omega and Takeshita really were fighting. Yeah. No, Takeshita tried to kill Omega. Yeah. And I said, as long as it starts with Josh and ends with Alexander. Yeah, because, you know, I've given only five star matches to Josh Alexander this year. It's because he wasn't wrestling most of the fucking year. Right. He was injured. He's the king of the four star match. This is the first Josh Alexander match I've given him five stars. And you guys are like, oh, you're a fucking Mark. You are a fucking Mark. I am a Mark. But that's that's not why I gave it five stars. I mean, Sleazy's an Asian mark. That's why I gave everything five stars. In okay. fact, I gave... Ryan likes wrestling, so I he, he's a, a wrestling he, He's a Danielson mark. I, so I want to point out... No, no, no. I, I need to point and out... And by the way, my match of the year isn't this. So there you okay, go. whatever. 
Hard, we, we won't hard, know that until we have a tie for my match of the year. Um, you will know it by the end of the year because this is not my match of the year. The the match I rated the least on this card featured a Filipina. It's because she's trans. That's why. Um, wow. What the <laughs> fuck? Calm the fuck down, Nyla Rose. What the hell? Not now the whoa. Okay, I thought you were gonna call me Rick Steiner there for a minute, but okay. I think Rick Steiner would have worked better. Honestly, yeah. I, I I would I would have preferred the Rick Steiner rub. Uh, overall thoughts on the show? Good show. Good show. Not yeah. the best Impact show this year, but it further the line the storylines. It did what it had to do. Exactly. <laughs> it did what it had to do, yeah. It did what it had to do. Uh, I have the results in front of me now of Impact 1000. Uh, mm-hmm. if I, I can go through just night one if you want instead of going through night two. I would like just night one only because I had, I intentionally didn't want to watch or listen to spoilers for night two. Right. And I'll just scroll down to this back one. Because technically, <laughs> technically it says there's only four matches that have aired on night one. I think, I think that's, that's true. true. Yeah, yeah. There was there... 3D beat the Desi Hit Squad in their yep. return match in seven years. Frankie Kazarian and Tracy Books defeated Eddie Edwards and Alicia Edwards. Mm-hmm. Chris Bay, Crazy Steve, Moose, and some Jack iPhone. Thank you. Defeated Alpha Bravo, Gunjar, Black Taurus, Brian Mars, Heath, Jenna Vidal, Joe Hendry, Johnny Swinger, John Scholar, Jonathan Gresham. Kevin Knight, Kushida, Laredo Kid, PCO, Sammy Callahan, and Steve Macklin in a 20-man feast or fired match. Love they brought back feast or fired. It's my second favorite yeah. ladder match. It's feast or fired. Love Wait. feast or fired. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. Was Christopher Daniels in it? No, no he was too, he was the, too the busy Japanese, losing on ROH TV. The, the Japanese guy's losing, I think, is uh, whatever the fuck they call it when he comes over. Excursion, oh. yeah. His excursion, I think his excursion is done, so he's going back. Oh, okay. So I think oh, he's getting sense. the feast fired. Unless Moose is, Moose just resigned, I can't see it being him. It's not him. Chris Bay is pretty much in a popular tag team. I see them getting the tag title shot. Mm-hmm. And Crazy Steve's probably going to get the X Division. Moose, like, you know what I mean? Moose gets the world title or fired. And I think it's the you woo 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 fella. Um, I actually think Moose is getting the tag titles. I don't know why. Do, do, do not know why. Just right. Yeah, yeah. With the most professional wrestling gods. And I think Bay is getting the world title shot. I don't know. I do not know why. Just yeah. See, the problem is the last match of the night. Chris Saban beats Leo Rush for the X Division Championship with Option C coming. If Chris Saban doesn't get a chance to cash in, whoever the winner of the briefcase. Yeah. That's why I think it. Well, no. I mean, Here's Bay. Yeah, Bay. See, this is what I love about it. Just like with Money in the Bank, there's multiple options, especially in this. This specifically this scenario, know. yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's it's fun. It's fun to talk about. Which is why we're not talking about it anymore. I mean, I got I got news and rumors right here. Um, we're not going to talk about the 25 minute promo parade that opened. We don't watch, dude. You don't watch Raw. What are you talking about? No, this happened on Impact. I know. That's what I'm saying. You don't. You don't watch Raw. What are you talking we about? We don't talk about Bruno, <laughs> right? 
You can tell you become a new dad. Oh fuck, uh, dude! I've dropped so many dad things I sing now on this podcast alone. <laughs> let's do news and rumors, man. Let's, let's After the up. break, we have a break. We don't do breaks on this show anymore. No, we don't talk about breaks either. Okay, we don't talk about breaks. The PWI oh. top five, th- five thousand five hundred, <laughs> um, and Nido still didn't make it with the top five thousand. Right. <laughs> I got the top ten here. Um, Before you read the top ten, yep. in our chat, I said I would have swapped one and two. I read an article where Buddy said the reason why one was one and two was two, and I mean that makes perfect sense. Okay. Rounds one, Reigns two, Moxley three, Vata four, Vikingo five. MJF 6, Okada 7, Orange Cassidy 8, King of the Four Star Match, Josh Alexander 9, and Cody 10. Josh Alexander missed three months of action and still was ranking ninth. Who's the mark now? PWI, that outright says this is a mark list. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, we, we've had this discussion every year it comes out. Yeah. Oh my God! Why isn't so and so list? Why isn't so and so up higher? Why isn't so and so on the list? Because well, there's it's different a mark type list. Of, yeah, there's a different type of mark list. This list is exactly how wrestling lists should be done. Personally, because of the criteria that they actually give it, the reason Seth Rollins went number one over Reigns and number two is regardless of the. And I'm a big advocate of that's two fucking world titles he held for the entire calendar voting year. Rollins won that won himself a world title, had I think two U one one U.S. title reign, and his quality of world title defenses were on par, if not better than Reigns in some aspects, and there was more in that last little window of quality defenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Reigns, it so- it goes September to September, June, yeah. June, well July to June. Or yeah, you're right. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't go like calendar year. Yeah. Um, Osprey, 17, and everybody has a fucking aneurysm. Who did Osprey beat? Who did he ever beat? I was just going to mention him. Vikingo, 5. Put Osprey there. No, I'd, I'd swap, great year. I swap MJF and Moxley. And no, really Mo- Moxley, right, again... For the Roman Reigns syndrome and how they explained it. Uh, Moxley should be higher. He was wrestling top-tier talent, wrestling every week. Like, Okay, the, cool. You know what I mean? Like, It's just how, like, I get you don't like that idea of doing it, how they, uh, me wanting to incorporate, like, the voting system when we do ours. But it's just these are the things you got to look at, like, match quality stuff. And it's hard to do that for a list of 500 people. That it is really, true. it is, yeah. The women's, uh, I don't know, if, is it the women's in your news and rumors? No, I didn't even know it came out. Uh, it, not that it came out. They've upgraded. They don't do 150 no more. It's the top 250. 250, now. yeah. Oh, okay. That, that'll show you how much that's evolved because they had that when they first started that, it was the PWI top 50 women. And now they've evolved to open it up to 250. And to, to, Touch a what happens when the so it happens when the girls don't be rats no more. <laughs> I, I, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't not say that. I, I mean, 
Do you know how many fucking times that's pissed me off over the years? What, did the girl stop being rats? Also, yes. <laughs> um, but, no, uh, just, the, just the fact that they have that type of reputation. Some and of them still do. <laughs> some of them still do, yes. But for the most part, a lot of them are not like that. And it, it, it sucks because a lot of people kind These of... are good blowjobs. <laughs> you, stop pausing. It's like you pause for the watch and you pause for me to say something derogatory. That's not my fault. That's on you. Learn to cut a better promo. <laughs> I'm trying to look up stats Mute. here, okay? Viking, uh, Vikingo has held the title, the AAA mega title, the entire year of this. That's why he's at fifth. It really is. And once again, the quality of the matches down there, including against Omega. So. Again, and, and that goes to that. Some people don't like that style, but Vakino has that flippy dippy is the easiest way to call it. Mm-hmm. But they're entertaining. That's like, why GCW he, books them all the time. Yeah. Where do I want to go next? Um, <laughs> Matt Riddle says he was sexually assaulted at the airport by security. Probably was. <laughs> Apparently, he was belligerent on a flight. They took him off, but he apologized. And then he said he was sexually assaulted by security. I don't, I don't know. What the fuck? He deleted it after the fact. What are you yeah. doing in your pocket? That's my dick. Is that banana in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? Potassium. Gable Stevenson update. Apparently, he's not training for the Olympics? Question mark. Um, apparently, according to... Fuck, Fuck Dave Meltzer. That they want to fast-track him to the main roster. He's not ready. I mean, he's... Oh, God, no. They think he's... Uh, they, according to Meltzer, thinks that WWE thinks that... Meltzer could have pronouns they. You don't know. That... um. Pronouns, pal. They see him being the next. They're concerned that he's not picking up like Lesnar or Angle did. Like, okay. Some people aren't freaks of nature. So here's the thing. Exactly, right? Yeah, I don't think WWE has that concern. I think Melster's just making shit up. Yes. 100% yes. Because this isn't the, the first, you know, amateur wrestler they pulled on staff. Hello, Chad Gable, Jason Jordan, Otis even, you know, I mean, Otis, you know, there's a lot of them on the roster that were former amateur guys that, you know, sometimes needed a few extra years of seasoning. So be it just, just because you signed them, signed Gable, like he was like the next big thing. Like you literally, you literally made it that too. And now you've got some unreasonable expectations of him. Meltzer, you know, it doesn't matter. He needs to learn how to wrestle. What's the problem here? Yeah, there. Give him time. He's still young. He'll get it. I, I also, um, I think that uh, what was so he's been replaced, and this is hearsay from Deets because Deets kind of 
shine a light on this. I wasn't sure of this. I thought he was training for the Olympics at one point. If he would have been training for the Olympics, they would already have the Olympic trials by now. There's no way within a year. Maybe he, there may be, but I'm thinking the Olympic trials is like sometime this year. He said in an interview in June that he was planning on training still. I don't know. Apparently, he's going back to. He was on WWE NXT live house shows this past weekend. Then I don't know what they're doing with him. I, whatever. Maybe he was hurt and no one said something, and he's just trying to get the. He just needs. He needs practice. He needs yeah. matches in front of people. Yes. And not 30 second shit fests with Baron Corbin on pay per view. Too sorry, bro. That's a friend of a friend of mine. <laughs> um, multiple employees from WWE got cut due to them, you know, the merger finally being completed. official, completed. Yeah. Um, this is expected. Like, when two big companies merge that do nearly the same thing, there's going to be cuts. Uh, I don't know why there's pe- surprises by that. Um, I do want to discuss the merger, though. Uh, oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I do apologize. Oh, go ahead. Uh, the Olympic trials for wrestling isn't until April. Oh, I thought it was like... Wow, that's late. But well, not really, because like you're training so long anyways. Well, he's, but point, he still so needs close. to... Go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. But at that point, you're so close to the Olympics, it would make sense that the trials are closer to the Olympics. Because can you imagine qualifying for the Olympics like a year or two out? And then getting injured? Yeah, but we're talking two training. months. Two months is, okay, you won. Dump. Three. Is three it three? Months. Yeah. Oh, July. yeah, it's July. I, I can't count. Shocker. Um, you outsource that. Man, listen, if it had to be count the yens, you would have had it. Right. But he's going to have to get into wrestling shape, not ring shape, but actual wrestling shape to right. do this. Yeah, but who says he's not in that now anyways? Maybe that's why he looks so awkward in that match with Corbin. Maybe. You, uh, it's possible. Um, but anyway, let's, let's discuss the merger. What do you see happening with WWE? Is there going to be any differences? You know, Dana White can claim all he wants that there's no crossover coming between WWE and UFC, and it's a fucking lie. Because the reason why UFC got better is because they took aspects from WWE. How they promote matches and promos yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So you're going to see more. I feel like you're going to see more UFC guys that are fans of WWE and fans of wrestling crossover and some kind of capability. They are going to get some of these guys into the ring for one or two spot offs and shit like that. But you, I, I figured you're going to see more UFC guys appear in WWE. Not a lot. In the beginning, but you are going to see people, Daniel Cormier, whether he's retired or not, Conor McGregor, these guys that are wrestling fans and can talk, you're going to see them come over. I feel. If it only if it only comes down to one person coming over from UFC, which is Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor, I I don't see anybody having the star power that would make as huge of an impact. You'll probably see. UFC guys come over, not to say that they won't, but th- nobody's going to be a bigger get, I guess, than Connor coming over. Uh, I was listening to 
Sirius XM radio. Don't I'm not going to plug whatever shows. I don't remember what it was anyway. But they were talking about the merger, and they were talking about how Dana White or somebody said that asked Dana White a question about crossover and about how this person thinks that he's like a president of UFC or something. Somebody from UFC said this, said, we want every WWE fan to be a UFC fan. We want every UFC fan to be a WWE fan. And Dana White pretty much put him on blast and said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. The more I thought about it, the more I'm like, more WWE fans are going to transition to like UFC than UFC fans are going to transition like WWE. Because UFC fans are all like, we're real. We're not fake. Um, There's more people that watches WWE than UFC. Yep. If anything, they're going to make more UFC fans into WWE fans because you talk about the name draw. Uh, Conor McGregor being the only really main draw. Conor McGregor transcends UFC. He's mm-hmm. mainstream. Yep. Main big names in UFC that also like I bet you if uh, Deets was on here he'd read a lot of popular UFC fighters right now because he stays up. Yep. he's like UFC is going to benefit from that crossover and UFC fans. If I'm picking one side or the other, UFC fans are going to become WWE fans if they take the UFC fighters and do the cross promotion. That's how you're going to get new WWE fans from the UFC fans. Oh, absolutely, and I do see them running the same. Towns on oh, Las Vegas. Weekends. Well, not just Vegas. You could do SmackDown and then do a WWE paper premium live event the next can't, night. Can't. Why can't you? Because UFC usually runs Saturdays. Okay. Well, Con- if they're going to be in this, if they're going to be in the same building, then that's I. I would say you're not going to tear down the ring to put up a UFC thing to tear it back down. But, the, um, but that's the thing. The UFC pay-per-view usually starts before the WWE pay-per-view is over. That is true. Um, so you can run SmackDown Friday, say UFC Saturday and WWE Sunday, bundle, bundle tickets together. And I would hate that. I would hate it too. But yeah. it's to a me, good, I would love that. It's a good business. It's a good business. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It is. Um, I can also see – I did read this at – they do. UFC's been starting to bid, have cities bid on their events. WWE's been doing it for WrestleMania, but now I heard that possibly any premium live event, any city could bid on it, and that's around the world, not just America. Because I know there's also a rumor. Here we go, that Perth in Australia is going to have a show early next year before WrestleMania. It's a stadium show. The whole six, the stadium hosts 60,000 fans. Really but, Ripley alone. And that's the show Rhea Ripley main events. Oh, yeah. But um, is that true? Don't know. Obviously, this is news and rumors. So News and or rumors. Yeah. Oh, so, definitely. But I do, right here. I do well, think we gotta that... we got to check our sources as journalists. Uh, my source is your face. So... I have to get into once a show. You already um, got it in once with your fucking. Oh yeah, no, no, never mind. I did not. That's why I stopped. I apologize. Um, but yes, it sucks. A ton of people are getting laid off. But what is their stock? What is TKO's stock price right now? I mean, didn't it close at like one hundred and twenty dollars or something per share? 
Um, let me see here. TKO Group Holdings. It closed, well, after hours at $100.73. Jesus. It, um, obviously, it, when it, the merger, pre-merger, it was $66. And then it shot up. Um, here, here's the thing. And, and, and let me, let me throw this out there. Um, from, from the merger standpoint, from, I, I want to touch on the cross promotion here. I think the biggest problem that you're going to have out of all of this is that you're trying to combine two different, very different companies. Like as much as you want to say that UFC and WWE are similar, they're very, very different companies. There's very, very different philosophical di differences on how they run, how they promote. Yeah, they borrow a bit from each other. I don't see them becoming anything more than this is TKO Holdings Presents UFC and TKO Holdings Presents WWE. And that's pretty much it. I don't see anything else that's going to be a major crossover like multi promotional events like that because at the end of the day if you're there to see wrestling you're there to see wrestling if you're there to see ufc you're there to see ufc i don't think it, it it's that much unless you do literally during wrestlemania week you have a ufc match or something well, like that where it's i like, was just gonna like say one time only or like four times a rumble, year when they do the thing rumble yep mania yeah. money in the bank you man a 30 uh, 30 man ufc rumble <laughs> Funny you should mention that because I I saw many years ago, um, they do like five on five MMA matches where once one person gets submitted or pinned or whatever, that guy goes out and then becomes five on four and then they start beating each other up and taking the advantage. It's really fun to watch. Um, <laughs> it's fun to watch people get the shit kicked out of you. Um, it is. It's really fun to watch. watch the rest of wrestling. Right? Yeah. So Who the fuck watches wrestling? Deez is a UFC fan. Chips UFC fan. I am not. I am very much not. I so, used to be a big time fan. We used to do beer pongs and stuff like that. And like said behind me when I used to have cameras at work while we do podcasts, you'd see like our old yeah. beer pong belts. Mm -hmm. It's funny. I get that it's real. I get that it's fighting stuff, but like it's not very entertaining. Like yeah. I, I like brawls. I like bombs, throwing punches, that kind of stuff. If you're doing the the grappling on the floor, I get the point and helping out. But grappling fights are just boring to me in that situation, right? So that's why I like WWE more. There's more show. There's more pomp. There's more circumstance. Yeah. Oh, obviously, I, I get it. Um, okay. Moving on. Um, Do we want to talk about the execs that left? Because I know you kind of... I didn't write them down. But... I have them. Okay, go ahead. I have the big ones. Okay. Um. So, Jamie Horowitz, who's the executive vice president of development and digital. Barry's uncle, Jamie Horowitz. Right. Um, it, that was kind of surprising because he was brought to WWE by uh, Nick Khan. Um, but he had some skeletons in the closet anyway. Uh, Catherine Newman, <laughs> who's the we the all EV... have skeletons in our closet. Let's be real. Yeah. I have golf clubs in mine. Yeah. yeah, the skeletons play with them. 
You got a three putt in. Um, EVP and head of marketing, Catherine Newman, who was just hired last year. Um, that was not really all that much of a surprise. Amanda Bloom, who's the, this one was actually pretty surprising and she'll probably land a huge, you know, Google deal because she was the director enterprise master of data and governance. And what that means is that she was in charge of all the analytics based off of social media and getting, you know, crafting how data works for the company. So all the stats we talk about, you know, from Gates and, you know, social media impressions, all that stuff. She was in charge of that and was designing foundational data models for WWE. So that's kind of surprising that they let her go. The, the only other one that was a big one that I was really shocked, Dana Warrior. I'm not as shocked as probably you were by that. I mean, I was surprised, not shocked. How about Me that? either. I was I like was shocked that she went. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, she got released. Okay, I mean that's a little weird, but okay. I think it's weird. Here, here's my point: is that it's very easy just to leave her in the community outreach area and just let her do the warrior thing. She was doing creative work too. But she didn't need to be in there. You know, that the community outreach was her baby yep. anyway. Mm -hmm. So just leave her doing that. I was surprised that they let her go over this merger. I mean, separately, maybe. Okay, cool. But specifically because of this merger? Wow. That, that was interesting. But, yeah, that, those are the main ones. Okay. I know Ryan wanted to talk about this. All in attendance. Um I don't think it's a big deal. Um, Ryan, go ahead with it. I think it's fucking <laughs> funny. Every first off, Osprey's tattoo is fucking hilarious, dumbass. Um, secondly, and I'm a fan of wrestling. AEW, WWE, Impact. I like watching a lot of wrestling, different ones. GCW, fucking Chikara. Just because I love getting the Chikara reference on every podcast we can do. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, for the most part, they, even, they ran their mouth so much about this. And they ran their mouth, and they ran their mouth, and they ran their mouth. And then uh, watching them change, like, and that's what kills me about this. Watching AEW backpedal on so many different things they said about this fucking attendance. While trying to be so fucking snooty and hoity-toity and high-tough and high-pressed about it. It was fucking ridiculous. The show was great. To run their mouth so much about the paid attendance. Best, biggest wrestling show ever. Biggest wrestling show attendance ever. Biggest wrestling show real attendance ever. Biggest paid attendance ever. And then all of those numbers be like, well, this is what we saw. Yeah, we're the best. Well, boys, this is how many people were there. Oh, well, 10,000 people just didn't show up to the thing. Talk about tribalism all you fucking want. That was the height of tribalism. I'm not mad that AEW had 70,000 people there. I'm more... My disdain for AEW grew when they were like 80,000, 80,000, 80,000. Oh, it's 70,000. Oh, okay. We just had 10,000 people not show up. Fuck off, boss. Promote that you had a great show. Don't try to be an idiot about it. Because when you just tried to be an idiot about it, you got made look like fucking fools. That's my issue with it. You had a great show and you ruined every bit of hype that you had with it by being fucking idiots about it. 
Apparently the paid apparently the turnstile uh, was seventy two thousand two hundred and sixty five. The paid was like eighty one thousand thirty five. Um I again you guys shit on me for being a mark for WB and Impact and how much I quote hated you, what do you mean, you guys? I am an impact of WWE Mark. I don't shit on you for that. I shit on you for your AEW bias, if I shit on you for anything. I think it's great for a company that's been around for four years to sell 70,000 tickets in the stadium. It's good for wrestling. But Cody and the Bucks could have did that after their $10,000. They went to a Mark country that barely gets big-name wrestling. Impact was selling fucking crazy when they did their UK tours. Impact. And this was before Impact got really, really good. They were going every year because they were making tons of money and getting fucking huge crowds. It's where they went. They still get big crowds in Chicago. Mark fucking town. WWE goes back to Chicago once a year. It's going to be a packed show. And you talk about flooding the market. Chicago, England, those big Mark towns. You're never going to run dry in those towns. That's why AEW only goes six towns a year. Because you're not going to run dry in those places. You're still going to get a loud, raunchous crowd no matter how many people are there. I do want to talk about Grand Slam where we're talking about attendance. 2021, they sold 20,000 tickets. 2022, they sold 13,000. This year, they only sell 6,300. This is kind of what I was worried about with them going back to Wembley every year. The, the nostalgia wears off after the first couple. So, and that was kind of my case. Not, not that I'm saying that, oh, look, their attendance is going down. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just trying to say the nostalgia of going to a unique venue like Arthur Ashe Stadium is just, now they're doing it every year. It's just like, okay, it's just another show. Um, yeah, I saw they had their lowest attendance ever. Dude, How many times would WWE have their lowest attendance that we say this is a television business? It is. They're going to be make and again, they may be going to Max, which is also in my news and rumors. Yes, live events matter, but they're only going, doing one or two shows a week. So, I, I don't... There Maybe there's a problem. I don't see that there's a problem. As long as Warner Brothers... Discovery is happy with their ratings, and they're obviously going to get a, a, a huge bump in their yearly um, rights deal. So I would say in two years, if their attendance doesn't get better, then that's it might be time to worry. Sleazy, you've been awfully quiet. Okay, let, let's, let's start with the attendance thing. So is... Seventy-one thousand ish, that were at the turnstile, right? Seventy, yeah, just seventy-two, seventy-two. Seventy-two. That, that makes it even better. Yeah. The announced attendance was eighty-two thousand. I'm just, I I did it with seventy-one thousand. Okay. That means, if they're eighty-six point five percent of people who bought tickets in theory actually showed up for the event. Currently, and this is not just wrestling. This is every concert around the world. The average show up rate right now is about 85%. So if you take those numbers 
that's right in the, the wheelhouse. So let's start with that. And this is according to New York Times. Um, and this was as of 2022. I feel like that there's a lot of push on the fact that it was only 71,000. Like, fuck, if they brought 40,000 in, it would have been one of their biggest shows ever. I said if they drew 50,000, that's a huge success. I'm I'm sick and tired of every and and Ryan can sympathize with this because he's on Reddit as much as I am. Yeah. Um there's always this sense of they didn't do the best possible thing so therefore they're dying. And and that's a business mindset that's happened a lot in not just in wrestling but in business as a whole. You're only good as your last quarterly meeting and your quarterly numbers, your last quarterly, you know, <laughs> stock price. It's ridiculous. So. Well, I'm sorry because I'm just scrolling through Reddit looking for, was there anything good from SC Jerk? And it's not <laughs> even the Reddit comment. It is the tweet that the picture is of. The Rocks return to WWE SmackDown did better than the person anticipated. They did 834,000 viewers in the 18 to 49 demo alone, number one broadcast for television. To put that into context, that's nearly as many viewers as AEW gets overall, and that's just the demo. Just the demo, The Rock had 834,000. That's everybody that watches AEW and Dynamite entirely. That um, dead, man. That By dead. the way... Red Dead, yeah. Fuck. Last week, NXT beat AEW in the ratings. But we don't talk about Bruno. Well done. Nice comment. <laughs> I like that comment. Uh, here, it, four-year-old company. Yep. Headed by a money mark. That may or may not allegedly do some extracurricular activities on the side. Okay. Cocaine. Uh, you can say it. That's one of the words we're allowed to say is cocaine. But I choose not to. Nose beers. Um, Colombian. Oh, is that the white right here in my beard? Okay. Never mind. Coke is expensive. It shouldn't be in your beard like that. Yeah, right? I'm saving it for later. Still. When I'm at work, I need it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> two weeks from now, Fat Man's going to get online. So I got fired. For what I said two weeks ago about being high on cocaine while at work. Ah, uh, uh, that's okay. No, I, I think the problem is that there's, and and I, I'm going to say this, and people are immediately going to shit on it because it's like, oh, well, number two is number two forever because you're, you, it's not about the numbers type of thing. But it really isn't about the numbers because it's at the end of the day, they're doing their own thing, man. You know? I'm I'm sick I'm sick of the the constant comparing of each other right now because they're two very different businesses. Yeah, if, it, and I have been trying to open my mind up a little bit more with AEW because it is an indie. It's it's an indie promotion that has a weekly TV show, and I got to open my mind up more about that. They are super indie, and it's not a knock against AEW. No, it's not. not. Like it, but they are super indie. I wouldn't call them just an indie. They they are 
if you if you want to be very very technical, they are the top indie company in the world because they're owned by one you know family. They're a private company. Yeah. You know, TKO is a public company. They're at a hundred dollars a share, no less. You know, but I I, I think that I. I believe that you have to separate them completely at this point because they're two very different entities now. And even even beforehand, they were still two very different entities. I'm, we would talk about the Wednesday night brouhaha or whatever the fuck we were calling Wednesday it. Wednesday night slap fight. Yeah, this Wednesday night slap fight. You know, it, the, the reality of it is that it didn't matter because at the end of the day, who cared? There are two companies that were being successful on the same night. Only people who want the Attitude Era back care. Yeah, which is and, unfortunately a lot of people. And looking back, going through the WWE Network, the Attitude Era was kind of shit. It was mostly shit. It had great TV, but not very great wrestling. Yeah. But it is a TV show, so it got to have great TV. Yeah. Um, moving on, uh, Jake Cargrill is reportedly finishing up with AW going to WWE. I don't know about that. PWI Insider has reported that WWE responded to Peter Barry saying Jade Cargill may be at the WWE Performance Center within the next two years. Reddit post. <laughs> two years? <laughs> <laughs> the next two years. <laughs> Reddit. Fucking gold, man. I'm telling God you. God damn, man. God damn. Um, I, I heard his... I heard his, the rumor was as early as next week, she's showing up. And I'm like, what the fuck? That would actually be really fucking cool in terms of the flip side of it. AEW's done that to WWE a bit. WWE has not done that to AEW yet. Because the Cody thing was... Everyone kind of knew it. but Yeah, it was one of the worst kept secrets. Yeah. But like Jake, I go going to WWE now if she went next week and showed up. It would be shocking if that takes within the next two years. It's not going to be shocking. Yeah, Jay right. shows up with uh, the urn of Scott Hall and Kevin oh. Nash in a wheelchair. Wow! Or at least Shaq could come back. Hey, hey! Uh, I did mention earlier AEW maybe going to Max. Not, not like as in like. Oh, they're going to have their backlog on Max. They're going to be airing live on Max and running 12 pay-per-views a year. They're starting to push push the 12 pay-per-views a year a little bit more with Russell Dream coming out on uh, a couple weeks. They need to. That's um, their next step. Um, yeah, I more revenue for them. I mean, why not? It costs the same to run a TV than it does a pay-per-view. So why not add one more TV show to your schedule and make more money off it? I don't... Because you can't do what they do with, oh, we tape or we film Dynamite and then we'll tape Rampage and we'll film Collision and we'll tape Ring of Honor. It's not like they can be like, let's do a pay-per-view and then let's tape a pay-per-view for next month. No, I'm just saying to add a pay-per-view on. You're good. Even if, even with the cost of adding one more televised show, they're still going to be making more money than they would for their weeklies anyway. So I yeah. think they should go the route of Impact. Do the Impact Plus specials and shit. Man, the Impact gets so many shows out on YouTube that you would think are 
pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Like, right. Impact puts out a lot of shows. When you just look at just... I mean, yeah, but they're... To be fair... To be fair... To be fair, they're kind of already doing that. They're just calling them different things. Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen. Those are dynamite. Yeah, but they're they're dynamite now, but they're also the Battle of the Belts. You know? Yeah, but you can't use Fighter Fest or Grand Slam because they're impact or because they are episodes of Dynamite. They are episodes of Rampage. Why not? When I compare them to Impact, Victory Lows. I think what Sleazy's saying is. Why can't you turn Lowe's into pay-per-view events? Yeah. Just name them Fighter Fest. Yeah. And there's your pay-per-view for July. You know what I mean? I think that's what he's trying to get at. Uh, okay. That's all. I, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying that you should be specifically calling them episodes of Dynamite. No, they should be their own standalone events. But to call them that. Yeah. Make them more special. Mm-hmm. Like Bad Little Belts could have been a pay-per-view for them. One a year, every ch- every championship defended. Yeah, like it'll be like they're not the champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Royal Rumble Saturday the twenty seventh from Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, wasn't that where the Thunderdome was? For a little bit, yeah. Oh, give me Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens four. <laughs> I think that was at Tropicana Field. It was, yeah. That was Reigns um, Owens two. Yep. Uh, one more thing. Uh, Amazon and Disney are apparently the leading contenders to gain the SmackDown rights. So that's kind of weird. So what? I, and apparently, WWE's asking too much for Fox, but they are that's... asking too much for Fox in terms of what Fox is willing to pay for programming for their upside guarantee. Any other TV station would pay half of the, what they want. What WWE wants out of Fox, because they, in all intents and purposes, they tricked Fox. They got this huge money deal out of it. Right away, Fox is like, well, this sucks for us, but we got to go through the contract. SmackDown is, and it's not, like, it's bad, because SmackDown numbers are fucking great. When you look at the business side of things, in terms of your viewership and all that kind of stuff, it's just Fox overpaid for something that they didn't need to pay as much for. Now WWE is like, well, you did it once, let's do it again. And Fox is like, nay, nay. But then when people like Disney and Amazon are fighting for it, how much you want to bet Fox takes a second look at that and goes, well, maybe it's not as high as what I think it is. Well, apparently the rumor number is $300 million a year, and I think it's two fifty now. It's um, still two and a half times what Fox paid for it originally because it was a billion dollars a year for 10 years. Was it ten years? I thought it was ten years. It's not oh. a billion dollars a year. I, no, it was. It was, it was a five years. years for all of it. It was five years, I think, for a billion. So what's if that, that? If that's the case, then it's still well. It's less than that. Then it's two hundred million a year. Yeah, two hundred. So they're asking for a hundred million dollars more a year, um, which is fifty percent more. Which is which a is fifty percent more. It is a lot, but if they're the number one rating show. On, on weeklies with during a writer's yes who, who knows how long it's gonna last with a writer's strike on a with Friday cheap, night on a Friday night with cheap by the way it's still cheaper to produce a live wrestling show than it is to produce a a tape television show um still it's worth it so 
But the thing about with Amazon is, does WWE want to be like, hey, we're moving to a cable streaming service? Which is why they'll choose Disney over Amazon. And they will not go to Disney+. Plus. They'll they go to ABC. Not, I would say yeah. they will not go to ESPN. They will 100% go to ABC. Yeah. And they probably want to move it to Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah, they would. I'll to try, to, I'll to, try to, com- try to compete with Thursday Night Football, which is on Amazon. Right. Well, here's the thing, though. I, I will say this. I want... Amazon's not a bad option. Because Amazon's really trying to put their foot into Amazon Prime Video. And what a better way to put your foot into Amazon Prime Video than to bring a flagship show that does so much in terms of ratings onto a streaming platform. That's kind of the, like the bastard stepchild of streaming programs. Most people have Amazon prime video and don't use it. Use it because they have, it comes with prime. Yeah. It comes with and prime. literally I've watched the documentary baseball on Amazon prime. Literally. The last time I turned on Amazon Prime before that was to watch the documentary Baseball on Amazon Prime, like two years ago. There's well, nothing. Not, yeah. Well, but I even, I didn't even watch the Thursday night football game this week. But it sounds all of that. SmackDown got to go to ESPN. No, they're they're not going to go. They'll go to ABC. They'll they'll keep it on network. They, they might they, they might show the replay to ESPN. I wouldn't I, be surprised if they do a, a replay on ESPN. I won't be surprised to say Thursday nights they have college football. Move it to ABC. Or, no, not Thursday nights. Never mind. That's stupid. But if they move it to Thursday nights, they'll be competing with themselves for college football during the football season. Because ESPN hosts Thursday night football games. That's a good point. Um, so we have somebody in the chat talking about cables dying. Look at what happened between Charter and Disney. That's actually a good point. Um, and and that's something that I think NBC is going to start looking at more, too, because at the end of the day, they have, you know, obviously WWE Network's on Peacock, but you still also have it on USA still? Raw's on USA. Oh, God. Um, Here- how long have they been on USC now? Every year, except for like three years, we only run spike around twenty years, ones. though. Nearly yeah, thirty years. Um, getting close to thirty years now. Thirty years out of that five-year window. That there was Peacock. They're starting to show college football games, and I'm not saying college football games that are airing on NBC. They're airing exclusive college football games. Right. That's where, yeah, um, yeah, because the NFL went to prime last year. They got to do, and this is totally off topic, they got to do a better job putting primetime games on that because the games last year fucking sucked. Even the commentators are like, pass, caught, touchdown. Wasn't there a game that somebody lost 91-0 to zero on? That was college football. Yeah, but I I need I need that in my life more. That was why can't we have more? Portland well, the Cowboys, State. Cowboys did it to the Giants, I think. 
40 to nothing. That was sun. That was two, last Sunday. Yeah, it was last Sunday where um, it was like some, they had like something that they had like terrible things happen to them that normally it's only ever happened to somebody in an entire season. They did it all in one game. Like they had a pick six, they lost 40 to nothing. They, they had a field goal picked off and a bunch of other stuff. It was like, wow. Uh, yeah. But the anyway, night before I, 9-11. Thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> um, back to wrestling. Prime is interesting. I don't think Prime will work, though. I just, like you said, they're going to pay probably, it's got to be more than a billion because that's what they got from the last go-around. Mm-hmm. And we're only talking about SmackDown rights. I think we're all staying with USA. I'm surprised that the top people that aren't in this bidding war isn't NBC. Because one of the biggest problems that NBC and Fox had was the fact that the talent was split up. Yeah. You know, nobody was getting Roman Reigns like it was a bad custody battle or some shit. I, to be honest, the perfect place for SmackDown to go if it's going to go on the streaming service is Peacock. Yeah. So, have it on NBC or whatever the NBC Plus thing, not not Peacock specifically. There was some other like semi live channel that floats around on like Philo and other shit. Oh, I don't know. Uh, there, there's a bunch of different places it could land that NBC has rights to, you know, or Universal. I went, technically, I went through my guide. Yeah, and Fubu. S- CNBC was having college football games. Yeah. CNBC. Um, I don't think it was going to go to there. It, I still think they want Fox on network. And it's going to be Fox, ABC, or NBC. Well, here's the thing. It's not WWE's call. Well, not WWE's call. Yeah. It's TKO's Whoever buys it. Call. Well, it doesn't matter. If TKO signs the rights to NBC Universal and NBC Universal says, okay, we'll we'll take it. And then they shove it on fucking sci-fi again. Um, fuck you guys. I, it doesn't I, matter. I doesn't matter. They ag- they own agree. the rights to the contact. No, I understand that, but I would say that there'll be some clause in there to say, don't shove us on M- on MSNBC. Tuesday nights at 4 a.m. They're, they're smart. Yeah, which I think they are. <laughs> um, you hope they are. Like you hope they are. Well, here's the thing, though. If they're willing to pay $3 billion to bury it in the middle of 4 a.m. on Sunday night. That's their prerogative, yeah. And then bitch and complain about ratings. Right. But, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Ryan, put yourself over. Ryan oh, Buckock. Thank you. Hip-tah! Sorry. Ryan Buckock, Reddit and Twitter. Do you have anything? Oh, you already did your Reddit quote, I guess. Um, fuck Chip because he's not here. Um, but you can Man find him. Man of a thousand meths. Man of a thousand meths. Uh, at TWS underscore Mark with four A's on X. I'm at TWS Sleazy. TWS Fat Man. We are Sleazy Fat Man on X, Instagram, Threads, TikTok, you know, the 
the gimmicks. Please go on over there and give us a like. Videos you can find on twitch.tv slash SleazeandFatMan. YouTube.com slash SleazeandFatMan. Premium videos on OnlyFans.com slash The Wrestling Show. You can find all sorts of content at TheWrestlingShow.com, including merch, articles, ton of other cool stuff. Um, you can get this podcast every Saturday morning wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean. I got the thing fixed with, for some reason... It wasn't going to Spotify for some reason. Whatever. It's back on Spotify. No Yay! problems there. Don't hesitate to rate us on your favorite platform. Click automatic downloads. It really does help us out. Uh, so with thanks to Ryan, a fuck you to Chip. Ryan just left. I love it. <laughs> and as always, for Sleazy. For the fat man. This is The Wrestling Show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Peace. Fuck Dave Meltzer. Fuck Tony Khan and his alleged, non-alleged coke habit. If hot dog's not a sandwich, a sub is not a sandwich, a burger is a sandwich. Uh, there is a rumor going around that the wrestling show may be going to a GCW event. Oh, God. GCW? Maybe. Who goes to those? Fucking Marks. Goddamn Marks. I'm a truth that you seem to run from I'm an army of one I'm a clip in your gun I'm the pain, the pain of the game The blood shedding your name When there's nothing to gain